The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. I am so happy you're here. It's a Wednesday at the time that I'm recording this for my Wednesday episode earlier this week. So the episode just previous to this one is a really important one for you to listen to. Of course, you can listen to this one if you want. You don't have to listen to the previous one, but I think the previous one will really give you kind of a reference point because specifically I'm talking to women who are, you know, over 30, 35, hitting that perimenopausal age. And in my Monday podcast, I talked about what perimenopause is, what menopause is, and we just touched upon this common theme that all women tend to have, which is, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not beautiful enough. That thought, that sentiment gets worse every single year that you age. And fellas, I hope that you'll stay tuned too, because I think this is going to help you to understand the women in your life, your mom, your sister, your wife, your best friend. I mean, fellas, you can't imagine how far a compliment can go. And in this episode, I think you're going to hear a message from a gal that just how distraught she was simply because no one said anything. Her husband, her sons didn't say anything after she just had a haircut. So this is a really important episode for everyone to listen to. Now, in my previous episode, I talked about some of the common physical symptoms that are often talked about as women age. So before you commit to this episode, I just love to encourage you to just have some fun and go back and listen to the previous one. And then you can pick up with this one where we will talk about how hard we are on ourselves and what we can do to change that. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So we all know the classic physical symptoms that people report as it pertains to perimenopause. Things like incontinence, hot flashes, irregular cycles, hair loss, loss of libido, increase of body fat, weight gain, But do you know what I hear from women? And I don't often hear it written about, but this is what I hear from you. I hear, I feel ugly, annoyed when I look in the mirror. I feel like I'm losing myself. I just don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I just, I'm losing my looks. I'm losing my vibrance. I hate getting older. I hear that from women and it makes me sad. Okay, this is, I think it's related. But this week, on my Instagram, I asked my followers, how do you feel about going on camera and sharing yourself in social media, like taking pictures of yourself or just going live? And the reason why I mentioned women first is because you should see the comments under this video. By the way, it's an IGTV video. So check it out. It's how to be more confident on camera. And I offer some tips. But I started with a question like, do you hold yourself back from going on camera or doing things in social media because you don't like your own appearance or there's something about yourself that's holding you back. You guys, 
the comments were literally heartbreaking, heart-wrenching. Women commented things like, I hate my voice, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I look disgusting, I can't stand the sight of myself, I can't stand to hear my own voice, I can't stand looking at my smile, I hate my eyes, I hate my hair, I hate my face, I hate my body. There was so much hatred directed at ourselves under that post. It broke my freaking heart. It broke my heart. One of the areas around perimenopause that in my mind, is not discussed openly enough, is how women feel about themselves. In fact, I asked my audience to share with me how they feel about getting older. And I just want to start by saying, I said, if you're over 40 and this is bothering you, you're already experiencing symptoms of either perimenopause or menopause, I want to hear from you. Let me just tell you, there was a very distinct difference and women who were in their early 40s versus women who were in their late 40s, early 50s. Women in their 40s, I heard things like, I'm aging, but I actually like the way I look. I look better now. I feel better. I'm more confident. I've got a better body, or, or maybe my body's different, but I think I'm more attractive. And as women started leaving me messages, the older they were, meaning the closer they were to 50, the sadder they felt and more depressed they felt about their looks. And then there was a shift again. If someone was leaving me a message who was in their late 50s and early 60s, then I started to hear that confidence again. So maybe it's that transition. I'm beginning to think it's that transition into menopause that seems to be the toughest. And I'm just telling you that because, you know, life is a journey and there's going to be ups and downs. And when you're kind of feeling like you're on a downward slide, you wonder if you're ever going to make that climb up again. I want you to know before you hear some of these messages, because they can be kind of a downer, that the messages I got from the women who made it kind of through menopause, they were really uplifting and happy and positive and confident and just, it really gave me hope. And frankly, I even said to Brett, I'm like, I don't even know if I should play some of these messages because I don't want you to think this way, but yet I also need you to know that you're not alone. So I'm going to play a few of these. But I also want you to hear how absurd our thinking can be and how hard we are in ourselves. But stay tuned because I'm going to turn this around for you. I promise. I am secretly 49 because I never admit that to anybody. I did model till I was 34 and now I don't even tell people about that because I don't look like I could model. Everything has changed. My face is filled out. My neck looks ancient. The skin around my chest looks old and sun damaged. So I'm 49 and finding myself single after 25 years of marriage. I never really had an issue with my body until now. I've had four kids and I've had all C-sections. and But now that I'm single, um, I'm really self-conscious and not looking forward to getting in a relationship where I have to not have clothes on in front of someone else. You know, I feel like a new person wouldn't accept my body the way it is. 
Oh, and you know, because I got these messages on Instagram, each time I got one, I went to their page to stalk them, you know, and I'm just always expecting this just monster of a woman, you know, with a message like this, oh, she just must be hideous. Both of these women, like, in fact, every single one of these women who left me these really sad messages, I would go to their Instagram, like, what are you even talking about? Freaking gorgeous, like, beautiful. Like, there's something beautiful about every single one of these women that they're just missing. Like, beautiful plump lips or gorgeous eyes, a strong physique. Like, every single one of them had something absolutely stunning, beautiful. But why does it matter if you don't see it, if they don't see it? The other really common thing I heard from so many of you was that as you were aging, you no longer felt feminine or like sexually attractive. When perimenopause symptoms started hitting, I was really honestly feeling like, okay, estrogen's going away. That means my femininity is going away. And how can I be beautiful moving forward? Okay, estrogen's going away. That means my femininity is going away. And I just turned 40. So when I went to the doctor and said, hey, I'm having all these feelings, all these things are happening with my body, what's going on? And they tested and my estradiol was low enough for her to say, you're in perimenopause. It was shocking. Not unexpected, but it was painful. Ultimately, I think it's the sense or loss of control and also kind of a curiosity of, well, now what separates me from the men? It's not that thing that for many, many years I worked hard to make work. These are the years that they said I would feel more confident in who I am and that I would care less about what other people think of me. And these have been some of the hardest years because my body's changing in ways that I didn't expect them to. I'm fighting feelings that are weird emotionally, mentally. And I look in the mirror and I don't quite recognize myself. And... It's harder to make changes, harder to do anything about it, and harder to really love myself just the way that I am. I look at men and they can get gray, they can kind of get rugged, they can age, and that's more manly. It's just the femininity. I don't know how... Femininity is all about a 30-year-old face, or est, you know, when you have your estrogen and all the other hormones in balance. So it's the dry skin, it's the graying hair, it's the wrinkling. I just thought I would share with you how I feel and how I felt going through menopause. I feel like I'm no longer attractive. I hate the way that I look instead of concentrating on those things that are attractive. But that's the biggest thing for me is that I no longer feel attractive period, especially to men. I have zero sex drive, which I guess is okay since I'm single. And then there's a frustration about your weight. The realization that what you did in your 20s and 30s, and maybe even in your early 40s, seems no longer to be working. I'm 41 years old, and for the last five years, I've been dealing with thyroid issues, perimenopause, and also a 30-pound weight gain within a year. These are the years that they said I would feel more confident in who I am and that I would care less about what other people think of me. These have been some of the hardest years because my body's changing in ways that 
I didn't expect them to. I'm fighting feelings that are weird emotionally, mentally. And I look in the mirror and I don't quite recognize myself. And it's harder to make changes, harder to do anything about it, and harder to really love myself just the way that I am. And also that it's really hard to lose weight. In the last six to eight months, my whole body has changed. My metabolism has completely crashed. I went from having pretty much like a six-pack and working out an hour and a half, five days a week, to working out even more and gaining almost 20 pounds. But as I'm starting to experience this, I'm confiding in lots and lots of women that are over 40. And um, I'm an esthetician, so I see tons of women. Like, every single one of them has told me that what I'm going through is normal. And here's the kicker, that it just means I need to eat less. And most of them are telling me that they live off of 1,000 calories a day. And then that's just normal. And that's just the way it has to be. And I'm utterly depressed. And I'm looking at you to be a light. Wow. I mean, this one is so common. And it's crazy how when we do something and it doesn't work, we just keep doing it and doing it harder. Like this story is one that I can tell you I heard over and over again. And is it true for you? Is this what's going on with you? Are you cutting back and cutting back and cutting back and finding that you're just gaining weight? I'm going to ask you to use your common sense and understand what it is you learn about metabolism, which I've talked about on this podcast, which we teach endlessly in the 131 program, which it's just, that's what slows your metabolism. That's what tells your body that it's under attack. That's what tells your body to hold on to cortisol and to go back and listen to the episode just previous to this one so that you understand why that's happening. But more than just the physical changes, what are you hearing in these women's voices. Is it you? Is that what you're hearing in your head? Are you allowing self-doubt to have a seat at the table? Are you drowning in a sea of negative self-criticism? Is it hard for you to be present in conversations and enjoy life because all you can think about is your quote-unquote declining appearance? The fact that you're gaining weight or the fact that your, your hair is thinning or your face is sagging or your skin is dry. Like, are these things just taking over? Because I think that's a discussion that we need to have around this stage, this idea of aging and perimenopause. And I mean, it's a natural biological process. Like aging in every other culture is revered. Women as they age are seen as elders, respected beautiful icons, deities. And can I tell you where something has to change? It has to change in our own heads. As I'm recording this podcast, I get a message on Instagram. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to leave the person's name out, but she said this to me. I can't tell you how much I hate seeing photos of myself. I delete anything I can get my hands on. And my friends and family know that I will be very upset if they include me in a photo. I sometimes feel good about myself and then I see a photo of myself and I'm horrified and disgusted by what I see. Wow. So I read that and of course, 
I want to see like how horrible this face is, this face that she's disgusted by, right? So I click on her name, her profile, and I go and I scroll through her Instagram. And I find this photo of this very lovely woman. And I find a photo of her where she looks sad. But yeah, she's got these beautiful lips and these piercing blue eyes and the soft, wavy, curly, shoulder-length hair, perfect eyebrows. I don't know. I'm going to guess she's in her 40s. And under this photo, where she's just kind of staring, lost and sad, into the camera, it's a selfie shot, right? But there's no expression on her face. Again, she has these just beautiful lips, like I would do anything for those lips. And she's just looking blankly into the camera. And beneath it, she writes, the day when you get a rocky new haircut, four inches shorter, your curls are just popping. And you think for a moment you look fabulous, but no one notices, not your son or your husband. No one notices. Hashtag typical day. Hashtag typical life. Hashtag why bother. Hashtag wife life. Hashtag mom days. I think the problem is our own narrative. I'll bet her husband did think she looked beautiful. I bet her sons thought she looked beautiful. I think she looks beautiful. But the story she's telling herself is that she is disgusting. And the story that we tell ourselves over and over and over again becomes our reality. What does it matter if what society thinks about aging, what does it matter if you're telling yourself that you're disgusting and ugly? Your reality is whatever you believe it to be. So if you believe that you are disgusting, that becomes your reality. And if you believe that you are beautiful, if you believe that life is a gift and that every wrinkle and every gray hair and your aging body, and your aging face, and the changes that you're going through are just part of life. And you make the most of them. I'm not telling you you have to love the fact that things are changing. But I am telling you, you've got to start changing the narrative. Do you want to feel better? Yes or no? Do you want to feel better about yourself? Do you want to be present? You need to feel better about yourself if you want to start treating other people better. If you want to start being a better person to the ones that you love, you better start by feeling better about yourself. And girlfriend, that is up to you. You need to change the narrative in your head. You need to start telling yourself a different story because you are doing not just you a disservice. You're mistreating others. You're shortchanging them by repeating the story over and over and over in your head. Excuse me, I have to interrupt today's conversation to say something really important. And it's something you know, you know this to be true. And that's the diets don't work. They never have and they never will. I want to tell you about a program that I've been working on for more than two years, a program that got to the bottom of why it is most diet information is so conflicting and it changes every day and it's so confusing. And more importantly, why 95% of people who go on a diet actually gain all the way back and then some. The 131 is not a diet. It's a method. 
that is proving that weight loss is possible by resetting your metabolism. The key is diet phasing. Diet phasing can free you from dumb dieting, like the rules, the stuff that's been brainwashing us and destroyed our metabolism. Listen, the $20 billion diet industry does not want you to know this stuff, but you need to know it because we can't keep doing this. You deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be able to effortlessly control your weight and you deserve to feel amazing. I want to share my story with you. Please learn more about it by going to 131movement.com. Again, that's 131movement.com. And it doesn't have to be this way. You can change the story. Listen to this. Hi, Shalene. My name is Denise, and I am 53. Like a lot of women, I had terrible body image all growing up and through into my early 40s. Until around 46, I decided that enough was enough. It was time to change my brain behavior. So I kept telling myself over and over until I believed it that my health was determined by my internal health, not by what my body looked like. This didn't come easy. It took probably a good eight to 12 months before I could actually believe what I was saying. Yes, eight to 12 months before I could believe myself. But once I did believe myself, there was no turning back. You are worthy. You're meant to be loved. Your health is determined by what is going on on a cellular level. And my mental health is made by me. It's made only by me, not by what others think, not by what others say, whether it's a positive or a negative. It's determined by who I think I am and how worthy I am. My attitude has changed so much that my life is so much better than I ever thought it could be, which is sad because it could have been easier to be carefree when I have my kids who were younger. But they've noticed a difference in me and that's all that counts. Shalene, I love you, I love your podcast. Well, I do feel that I am pretty. Even though my appearance has changed as I get older, I have a confidence that I didn't used to have in my younger days. And I think that has made me more beautiful than when I was in my 20s. The good news is I heard from quite a few women who shared with me they were able to change the way they felt. And not just like in a convincing myself, I love myself kind of way, but like literally they were able to change the way they felt every day and to change their mood and the way that they saw themselves in the mirror. But it really required focusing on something other than the negative. They had to change their confidence. And how you do that isn't as simple as like, oh, well, I'm just going to decide to be more confident. I want you to go back and notice that below this episode, I've placed links to some of the previous episodes we've done on how to build your confidence, like literally overnight. But building your confidence is a process. It's like a journey. It's like getting healthy. It's not something you do for a short period of time. It's learning to put blinders on. It's learning who to surround yourself with, what to look at, what to feed your mind, what to focus on, what thoughts to reject and what thoughts to repeat. It just was a new place I had to get and realize that there was ever-evolving versions of my best self and how I could be strong and healthy and beautiful in my own way. Interestingly enough, 
my husband has always found beauty in women 50, 60, 70. He says there's an elegance, there's a grace, there's a way you carry yourself. I really couldn't agree more. There is nothing more attractive than confidence. There's nothing that's less attractive than someone who's lacking it. I mean, I've been on the set with beautiful women with beautiful bodies and beautiful faces and flawless, and yet they still lacked confidence. And to me, not just to me, to most people, that is unattractive. Now, you can get by with that in a photo, but when you're around someone in person who lacks confidence, who doesn't speak up, who acts like almost seems as though they're apologizing for who they are and the way they look and everything. And you just feel that and you feel such a burden to take care of those people. You don't feel strong around those kind of people. You actually, they can suck the power out of you. And that's just not attractive. That's why leaders are attractive. Think about our world leaders. (laughs) I know the one you're thinking of right now, but if you think about the most attractive people, the people who we are drawn to, the people who we can't take our eyes off of, the people who we follow. We follow their lead because we're attracted to them. They're confident. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, is she one of the most stunningly beautiful women by, you know, I guess, magazine standards? No. But is she one of the most attractive? Heck yes. Oprah Winfrey. I mean, Christy Brinkley, that's probably a bad one because she really is stunningly gorgeous. That's really not fair. Kelly Preston, Elizabeth Hurley, Julianne Moore, Sandra Bullock. Have you seen Marie Osmond lately or Raquel Welch? You know who I ran into the other day when we were up in L.A.? Not like I ran into her and introduced myself, but I saw her. She was sitting at a table adjacent to us is Rhea Perlman, who's 73 years old. Now, Certainly not considered a beauty by even Hollywood standards, even though, she, you know, she's the one who is Danny DeVito's wife and just a very famous actress. But, you know, she doesn't have the Hollywood beauty look that we associate with glamour. But I saw her there at the restaurant and I thought, God, she is just so attractive because she just has this confidence about her, this air. That's what makes women beautiful. Now, I know I mentioned some people who may or may not have had some work done. And maybe we need to do a show about that, right? Because by the way, if you don't feel good about something, don't let someone shame you into not addressing it, right? Get a wig if you your hair's thinning and it's driving you crazy. Like wigs are so acceptable and popular now. White women are wearing wigs. Have you watched any reality TV? Like these women wear different hair every single day. Botox and fillers and plastic surgery. Maybe we need to do an episode on that because People don't talk about it and it's supposed to be like, oh, just accept yourself and love yourself. Really? I mean, yeah, of course. But, you know, we wear mascara and women now in their 20s are getting Botox and we do a lot of things to improve our appearance, right? We do a lot of things. So why are there certain things we're not supposed to do? We're just supposed to accept it. I don't know. I'm willing to share with you my opinions. And I think that could be like a whole nother episode. So I don't want to get into this now. I would like to know if that's something you'd like for me to address. We can talk about fillers. I can bring a cosmetic surgeon on, a female cosmetic surgeon. And we can talk about, you know, costs and pros and cons and toxicity and what we think looks ridiculous. Because, I, you know, frankly, I'm in Orange County where... (laughs) 
people are starting all to look the same. They all have the same duck lips and the same overfilled cheeks and the same super high eyebrows. And like, you know, it is a little weird. And there's a lot of women in Hollywood who are doing it right. So how do you do it right? Or do you just accept it? I ain't accepting it laying down. Heck no. Listen, I'm I'm willing to share with you my thoughts and feelings and what I do and what I'm ready to do next. And, you know, I'm not going to accept this laying down. And it's none of your business. If you want to judge me for that, fine. I don't want to hear about it. You can judge me, but I, I don't care what you think because I do what I do for me. And I think you should do what you do for you, not for your husband, not to fit in, not because society tells you you need to, but because it makes you feel good. If you'd like to talk about that, we can. I kind of want to know where you'd like to go next with this. I'd love to do a moving meditation, the type of audio that you could listen to repeatedly that would help you with body image and learning what it is about your appearance that you should be focusing on, not just your appearance, but like who you are to help you shift your mindset when it comes to loving yourself, the inside and the outside. But I want to hear from you. What's most important to you? Do we want to talk about things we can do to fight aging in terms of like makeup and cosmetic surgery and how to dress, how to wear your hair, those kind of things? Or are you more interested in having kind of like a a mindset audio based just around loving and embracing all of the good things you've got going for you? You let me know. I need to hear from you. Reach out to me in social media. Take a screenshot of this episode Post it up on your Instagram and then across it, let me know what you'd like to hear next or send me a direct message on Instagram because I'd really like to hear from you. And, And even better still, oh yeah, please do this. Leave me a voicemail message letting me know what specifically you'd like to hear next. You can do that by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. There's a little widget on my website that says, leave me a voicemail, leave me a voicemail there. Girlfriend, I can't wait to hear from you. Now, my podcast manager, Kristen, will be listening to those messages. Some of them we may actually play in an upcoming episode. So it's always best if you can collect your thoughts before you leave that message. Just write down a few bullet points. You don't have to read from a script or anything, but share with us what you'd like to hear next because we're listening. Right, Kristen? All right. I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon.